the biggest thing now is it wellness feels really unattainable. It's like, feels like it has to be expensive and you need the gua sha and you need this tool. And it's like, you really don't, you really don't need all these crazy things. There are things you can do that are cheap, easy and free. If they don't cost a little bit, they're practically free. Hey ladies, welcome to the Calm Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brooke. Does it feel like your brain is on overdrive? Maybe you're struggling with spiraling thoughts and feeling like you can't relax. Well, hey, I have a solution for you. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I help women just like you every single day reprogram their minds to master overthinking and eliminate self-doubt so you can feel calm, confident, and elevated. Let's dive in. I'm very excited about my guest today. Morgan Lewis is a certified holistic nutrition consultant and restorative wellness solutions practitioner. She utilizes diagnostic testing, holistic nutrition, and lifestyle changes to help women experiencing IBS, SIBO, and digestive issues heal for good. Morgan is also a hypnotherapy client of mine. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited as well. So why don't we start by telling us why you became a gut health expert? I'll give the shortened version because this runs over a decade, but long story short, I was gaslit by a lot of doctors. I know that's a similar story for a lot of women, um, gut issues, anxiety, depression, you know, kind of written off as anxiety given an SSRI or given medication to manage IBS and not really taken seriously. And it was not until I went to a holistic provider And they actually made space for me to kind of share my story of gut issues, fatigue, and other miscellaneous symptoms that never really made sense. Um, I think by the time I was 25, I had like around 10 diagnoses that I don't even believe are true anymore. I was given IBS. I was given fibromyalgia. I was given anxiety, depression, SIBO. almost Hashimoto's. Did I say hypothyroid? So that's seven just there. And, and I knew I had to go and learn this and help other people because at that point in time I was healing myself. And then I became like the Q and a person like, Oh, what probiotic (laughs) should I take? What, what, what should I take for this? Or I'm constipated. What can I take? And I just knew a lot of info because I had spent so much of my free time listening to podcasts, reading books. I was just like nerding out all the time. And in 2020, I decided to take the leap, get certified through um, Bowman College. And then I went on for additional certification to actually be able to run testing, which has really transformed my ability to help people heal. Wow. That's amazing. And you're seeing all of your clients virtually, right? Yes. Everyone's virtual. It's just, I, you, I know you do the same. Like it's so much easier just to be able to see people from all over and not, you know, give someone the benefit of a geographic location. So yeah, I like it. So I'm sure everybody's a little bit different, but do you find that there is like a foundational roadmap that people need to move through in order to get their gut health back on track? What are your top, like two or three go-to things for starting out to heal your gut? Yeah, that's a great question. And 
I do walk a lot of my clients through similar foundational stuff. Once we nail the foundations, everyone kind of goes off in their own way, depending on what symptoms they have and what comes up on their tests. But in general, I think blood sugar regulation is so important. And I love that this is becoming popular. You can get CGMs, which are continuous glucose monitors, and you don't really need prescriptions anymore, which is a beautiful thing. You're not taking one away from someone who's diabetic. There are companies that just do direct to consumer and I can share resources as well with the community after. So blood sugar is like the number one thing in my opinion, because a lot of symptoms, and I think even some of the symptoms I had mentioned earlier with like anxiety and IBS, I truly believe all those symptoms were related to my blood sugar dysregulation because I'm sure everyone here has had a moment of feeling hangry or like out of it when you don't eat for a while or don't eat the right food or eat something high sugar and you crash after like food is so powerful and it has the ability to change your mood, your perception, your confidence, all of these things. And we don't realize that what we put on our fork is training our body. And so when I started to like eat more protein, eat more fat, you know, kind of ditch all of these American diet fads, like the low fat, the the locale, that was when I actually felt the best. And so number one, blood sugar. And I could talk about this for hours because at the core of it, blood sugar causes inflammation when it's dysregulated. And as we know, inflammation is at the root of everything. Yeah. I have a question about that. So first of all, I would love to hear about continuous glucose monitor. I've always wanted to try one. I do Mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of brands out there, so it gets a little overwhelming. So I'd be curious about that. Um, and what would you say? Like, for example, I'm going to use my mom as an example here. Sorry, mom. Love you so much. But, hey, mom. Um, you know, she's dealing with pre-diabetes, trying to get ahead of it. And this mm-hmm. is something that's run in my family. You hear that all the time. Oh, it runs in the family. Right. Mm-hmm. And so almost like, it's like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to get diabetes. Cause my grandfather had it. My mom had it. And it just gets mm-hmm. passed down. So first thing that you touched on with genetics, genetics are not your destiny. And I think this is so important to reiterate because Genetics set the stage, but your environment loads the gun and pulls the trigger. So, Mm. you know, if you are coming into something and everyone in your family is diabetic and diseases run in families. So everyone in that family is coming to the stage with certain predispositions that maybe they need to supplement or support that they are not aware of. And then families eat the same, right? So if your family's eating the same and everyone's pre-diabetic, well, it's about time we look and see what the family's eating and break the cycle, right? You know, it's not just food. There's other factors, but for simplicity's sake. So that is like a big thing too. And there's this doctor, if anyone's interested in this concept, there's two, there's two uh, theories about this that I really like. One is that Stephen Cabral, um, his whole theory is rain barrel and, you know, everyone's got a rain barrel. And at a certain point in time, if you don't live healthy, your rain barrel is going to overflow. And that could kind of be where your mom is, right? Like she started with a 10%, 15% genetic predisposition, and then life happened. And it filled that other 80 to 90%. Um, Mm. It started to overflow. Now she's getting symptoms. We need to figure out how to reverse it and peel back the layers. The other theory is that those genetic predispositions, methylation issues, SNPs, detox capabilities, you know, we have similar DNA, but everyone's very different. We're all bio-individual. We might not be getting those raw materials that help the body move and process nutrients and detox effectively. And when we don't have those raw materials, then we kind of get like a cog in a hole 
and we get stopped and then symptoms start to build and diagnoses start to happen. So I think the two of them are pretty. When you say raw materials, you mean like eating whole foods versus like like nutrients. Yeah, Yeah. Like nutrients, minerals, you know, one example is for your thyroid to work optimally, you need selenium and selenium actually affects an enzyme conversion that takes inactive thyroid and makes it active thyroid. I could tell you on the tip of my fingers, I've never seen one person in my practice who eats enough selenium. And I have seen so many people running with suboptimal thyroid labs. So we can either look at foods or we can add the supplement, but we know for that person, they're not getting it in. So we need to fix that and make the thyroid work optimally. Right. So it's like those little instances. Yeah. And it's like that holistic approach. When I grew up on the East coast, I knew nothing about this. And I moved out to California and started getting exposed to like, even just the idea of eating whole foods versus processed Mm -hmm. foods was like a new concept to me. So how do you explain it to people who are just discovering this for the first time? Like they come to you and it's like, this is all new to them. Where do you start? That's a great question. And I want to remind myself to come back to the CGM at the end, because I have a feeling we're going to have so many good little combos, but um, okay. So if someone were a beginner and they were coming to me, I really like this analogy. I think it helps explain the microbiome. So I think of the good gut bacteria and really just your whole microbiome as a garden, right? If you think about a flourishing garden, we've got soil, we have flowers. You think, I know for me, like I visualize a sunny day, birds are chirping, there's butterflies, like all the Love that visualization. (laughs) Yeah. And so the good gut bacteria are like those flowers, right? And when the flowers are growing, there's always going to be competition, but we're making sure they're thriving because we're giving the flowers nutrients with soil, we're watering them and we have sun. So we know that the flowers are taken care of. Then if you have a garden, if anyone's listening or you know about this, like you are always going to have weeds, but we actually go in, we pull the weeds. We do like some manual check. It's not every day, it's not every hour, but maybe once, maybe once every other week, maybe once a week, there's always upkeep. And then the benefit of having that flourishing garden is we've got pollinators, we have bees, we attract species, right? And so if you think about it, like the the flowers are those good bacteria, the weeds are the ones that are kind of like coming in and they really stay in check when we have those good flowers because it's naturally this like competition, they live symbiotically. And then all the other things that are benefiting are like those beneficial neurotransmitters that affect your mood and your gut health and all these other things. That's like the benefit of having a flourishing garden. That is awesome. I love that visualization and it makes so much sense. Okay. So really quickly, since we're going to forget, tell us about your favorite continuous glucose monitor. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think there's positives and negatives to everyone. And I think it depends on the cost that people want to spend. So for that, like if you are trying to go lower cost, you could do a finger prick. The downside is you have to prick your finger all the time. If you're, you know, more flexible and wanting to do a wearable, like on the back of your arm, I like the company called Thea. They do school, like school grade scoring. So it's like out of a hundred, they show you your, you know, data in real time. It's all on your phone and you can choose, you know, how often you want to stay on it. You could stay on it for months. You could stay on it for a few weeks at a time. Each sensor is good for two weeks, but that one seems to be really user-friendly than some of these other like freestyle Libre ones. But again, none, it, nothing is bad if you choose a lower cost prick option. Like if that's what you have available, if that's in your store, anything you do for blood sugar is going to be beneficial. 
So with something like Thea, would it be beneficial to just use it say for like a month and track and see what foods do to you, what certain foods cause, you know, your blood sugar to spike and what doesn't, cause it's different yeah. for everybody. And then once you've been on it for a month, you can kind of get a good idea, get things leveled out. And then maybe you don't have to continue it forever. Exactly. The good thing about blood sugar is that you will notice in real time when you have severe blood sugar swings, if you're tapped in and tuned into your health, like you will know right away, if you eat something high sugar on an empty stomach, you're going to feel like euphoric and then you might crash after like you, you will feel that. So there is a lot of blood sugar stuff that you can do in real time. The other thing about it is everyone's blood sugar is different, meaning your blood sugar flexibility changes. And even just like a simple, like a few things that I think are crazy that people might not know. So, so they've, um, there's this woman on Instagram, her name's glucose goddess. I highly recommend following her. her. She, she's great. She wore a CGM, um, and she showed her blood sugar without even eating before a stressful meeting. And then just before a regular meeting that was not stressful and it was significantly different. And then the third is muscle. Muscle is metabolically active. It helps shuttle glucose. It helps use glucose more effectively than fat. So if you are someone who has more more muscle, you are going to manage your blood sugar way better. And so it is really beneficial to see like where you are individually at. And then you can start to set some goals like activity-wise and nutrition-wise to kind of manage it if like building muscle is something you need to do or if losing, losing fat or eating more protein or changing the order of foods. Like everyone's going to be a little bit different. So the data is super helpful. Yeah. I kind of want to back it up for a second. You said something earlier and I loved what you said about, you're going to feel it in your body. Like when you have sugar on an empty stomach, but what's interesting. And I think you and I talk about this. I talk about this a lot in hypnotherapy, like connecting to your body, because a lot of times what I see is women who have disconnected from their bodies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in the beginning, can't feel that we're not as in tune. I know that's how I was many, many years ago. And so like something like a glucose monitor, it's really cool to have that instant biofeedback to be able to get in tune with your body and its tendencies. But ultimately the goal is what you just said, where it's like, you can feel it. And that's one of the things we use visualization and hypnotherapy around nutrient dense foods, leafy greens, lean proteins, make you feel fueled and energized. Whereas you look at maybe a slice of cake and instead of seeing energy, you see roller coaster. I don't want to feel that way. So mm-hmm. naturally you're not even going to crave it anymore. Like now I actually, it's funny just having done this work for a long time, there are certain sweets that I'll have, but things like cookies and cake, if I look at those now, I'm just like, eh, all I see is jitters and the crash that's I yeah. see immediately. Like I don't want it. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think you're right. Like not everyone is that tapped into their body. You know, I think both of us you have done a lot it. of work. We work yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. We've worked towards it for a long time and I've always been very in tune and I've always been quote unquote sensitive. And I think that's why I was probably yeah. gaslit by family or friends or made fun of because I always knew something was going on in my body and they just thought it was me being stressed, which is interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's trusting time. that is like part of that part of the journey, right? Like really just trusting yeah. it. And that's what you found. You trusted it. And then you discovered this entire path that opened up for you, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about gut brain connection. 
So this is one of the most overlooked foundations of health because, or it's the most underrated part of health, this connection between the gut and the brain. So mm-hmm. tell us what exactly is the gut brain connection and why does it matter? I love this. So I actually just did a lecture this week and it was really fun to talk about because I agree with you. This is not talked about enough and it's honestly mind blowing when you learn the intricacies of it. But I like to start off like gut feelings, instincts, like all these things, butterflies in your stomach. Like there's a reason why we get these things and it's, it's a real physiological response. And it's just another example of how everything is connected. But Um, Our brain, we have this thing called the vagus nerve. It's also nicknamed the wandering nerve. And if you look up a picture of it, which I think if you're listening, take your phone out, Google the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S. It's really helpful to see because it's a nerve that runs from the base of your brain and it connects to every single organ in the body. And it kind of looks like a tree. Um, Mainly it connects to the stomach, which is what I want to talk about now, but it's also connected to your lungs your liver, your kidney, your gallbladder, your pancreas, all these other digestive um, accessory organs as well. And there are things you can do to rev up your vagus nerve, but I was looking at PubMed studies and it actually showed that when you can manage, sorry, let me back up. When you have a stronger vagal tone, meaning your gut brain connection is enhanced, strong, strengthened, you've worked on it, or it's hasn't really been assaulted from life yet, you actually have a better capability and handling of stress. And secondary to that, you can actually recover from a stressful incident faster, which is profound. Um, You know, this is not taking a medication. This is not having to get into meditation when someone stresses you out. This is literally just what you have in your body that you can use to your own ability to handle stress better and better regulate after stress, which I mean, everyone is under stress. It's really hard to escape stress in today's world. I mean, we live with a constant device that's beeping all day and constant comparison, <laughs> you know, you can Another thing I need to talk to my mother about every time I go home, <laughs> turning off her notifications. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do that with my mom's phone too. I'm like, why do you need this random yeah. weather app alerting you? What's going on? Right. Or newsing. I can't. Anyway, it's insane. Going. It's insane. I love Anyways, the, we digress, the Vegas nerve, everything you were saying about it continue. <laughs> yeah. So there are things if you're listening, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like I want to be able to actually work on this. There are things you can do that are cheap, easy, and free. Um, if they don't cost a little bit, they're practically free. So the first, and this is something that Brooke, I think we could kind of go off and talk about too, about breathing, meditation, mindfulness, that's a huge one. So a huge bucket, I'll leave that. We can come back to it. But another, a few other ones first is cold therapy. So either dunking your face in like a cold bucket. I've seen that all over Instagram for like inflammation, but cold actually supports vagal tone. So you could end your shower with a cold rinse, which is a great habit stack. And that's free. That's a and great it's one. It's painful. Cause you're like, it's just at the end of the shower. It's not like you're jumping in the ocean. Yeah. It's 30 <laughs> seconds. Take that's a deep breath. Honestly, my cold plunge just at the end of the shower. It wakes you up. Yeah. You're lucky that you could also do the ocean because us Chicago folks where our lake is frozen. I can't, I can't. my <laughs> husband does it five days a week. I can't do it, but that's why I'm in the yeah. shower doing my, <laughs> my exactly. Cold. So if you're like us, you can do the shower super easy. And it really does wake you up, which is great. It also helps with lymph movement 
inflammation, all these other um, great things too. Another one is actually eating healthy. So dense foods like proteins, fats, healthy omegas that actually help support your vagus nerve. And then exercise is another great one. So actually moving and singing and humming. That's the other one I forgot. Yeah, and Brooke, that would be good humming. for you because you sing. <laughs> did we ever do, Morgan, in any of your sessions, did we ever do the tapping and I made you hum? No. Did we ever do that? We should That's try something that. I do. Yeah, we'll do that. It's a, sometimes I do that with my clients, the humming. And this is something just even as a yoga teacher, humming, breath work, all of these things that vibrate against the vagus nerve, activate it. And then that tells the nervous system you are safe. Yes. Oh, I forgot another one. That's free. That's on board with humming gargling. So you oh. could do a cold gargle at the end of brushing your teeth as well, which is super easy. Ooh, I haven't tried that one. Yeah. So this is really interesting. I actually had a conversation over the holidays. We were visiting my in-laws over Christmas and my father-in-law used to be an anesthesiologist. And I tend to geek out and go on and on about the vagus nerve because I just love it so much. And it's so powerful as I can tell you love it as well. And he actually chimed in and he said, as an anesthesiologist, when you were working with like somebody was getting ready to go under surgery, I guess when they put like tubes down people's mouths and stuff, mm -hmm. had to watch out for the vagus nerve because even just gently touching it with an instrument would cause the heart rate to drastically lower. Wow. That is fascinating. Yes. So it literally causes your heart rate to slow down. And when you're doing these other things like breath work, humming, singing, you're naturally calming the heart rate. And it's funny. I've actually toyed around with this when I've been, I don't know if you've ever taken an orange theory class. I hook you up to a heart rate monitor and I was on the treadmill and my heart rate was, you know, you get in the orange, you're trying to get your splat points, which, so I'm in the orange. And then I was working to slow my heart rate down while I was running. And I was doing exhales that were really long twice as long as the inhale. So that can also slow down your heart rate. And I was kind of playing yeah. around with it and it did it. I mean, I was running on the treadmill and my heart rate in real time was slowing down. It was really cool. Wow. So yeah, it that's does awesome. work. I mean, this is it like, work. it's real. It's not just like voodoo, woo, woo, like the vagus nerve. It's so real that there's actually pharmaceutical companies now that have been coming out with like little devices that you can put mm -hmm that'll vibrate on the Vegas. The wearables. Like, yeah. And you like swipe the card and it causes it to vibrate and it'll calm your nervous system. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I've seen that they're expensive. So that's definitely one of the high cost ones, but there's wearables actually that go around your neck and like kind of hook at the base mm -hmm. of your, they go around your neck. They're kind of like those old school headphones, you know, that you yeah. could like rest on your neck yeah. and they end right at the kind of near your collarbone mm -hmm. and they, and they vibrate. Mm -hmm. But see what that just tells me is that if pharmaceutical companies or these companies are putting money into it, it must be real, but you don't, you don't need that. You can just breathe. You can just hum. Same with everything. You don't need the expensive <laughs> one. <laughs> so I think it's a sign of hopefully the industry, like moving in a more holistic direction. I mean, it's better than a pill. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting about that too, for the vagus nerve specifically with gut health is that it actually increases motility. It affects the enteric nervous system, which is responsible for gut motility, digestion, absorption, and the vagus nerve. Like we've seen people that have traumatic brain injury and the vagus nerve was affected and they are more actually likely to get SIBO or other gut issues because their motility is affected because the vagus nerve connection is not as strong. 
which is really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about hypnosis. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about like why you actually thought about coming to me? Like what were some of the challenges you were seeing before you tried hypnotherapy? I think to add, like before I start, I don't even know how many people I've sent you, maybe like 10. I don't know. (laughs) I, I, I don't shut up about Brooke because she's unbelievable. And quite literally this work changed my life. Um, so I'm always so grateful. So thank you. But, um, yeah, I think, I think what I started realizing I had done therapy a lot as someone who was labeled with anxiety and depression and all this other stuff. I always was in therapy. I'm very in tune with my emotions and therapy was super helpful. Like it helped me understand my tendencies. It helped me kind of call out some of the behaviors that I didn't like about myself that I could fix and work on. But after like three years of therapy, I kind of hit a plateau and I was like, all right, I guess this is it. Like, am I going to live like this forever? Because (laughs) I don't really want to live with flying anxiety. And you know, like, it's true. Like I was like, there are things about myself that I really just like, I'm sick of and I want to fix, but I don't know how. And my therapist isn't really giving me new tips outside of meditate. And I was already meditating pretty often. And so I had seen another practitioner who actually went to restorative wellness solutions, who was also a client of Brooks post about Brooke. And it just kind of struck me. I don't remember exactly what she said, but she had mentioned something about like, this work changed X and I've been in therapy for X amount. And like, I just felt a different shift. So I DM'd her and I'm like, what, what is this? Like, what's going on? Like, should I reach out to her? I was kind of sussing it out. I'm like, what the hell is hypnosis? I was picturing what most people do, right? The Disney movie, falling asleep, like all that stuff, which is not what it is. But anyway, we can do that. If you ever want to, we can do that for fun, but I'm like down now. I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) put me asleep. Like, that's fine. Um, but I reached out. I think we had a call and I was like, wow, we just connected. And I felt very seen and very heard. And I'd actually gone through um, a loss of a loved one. And I think it was the perfect time for me to figure out a different modality to kind of add to my toolkit. And I think you say this too, but after the third or fourth session was when I felt the shift. Like, I think the first three sessions, my body like wasn't really understanding what was going on because I definitely am a type A stressed person. I was, I don't want to identify with that anymore. And I think I've said this to you, Brooke, and I think it's really important. Like I've been to a lot of doctors. I've spent a lot of money on testing and something that stays in my mind, like it literally lives rent-free. I went to this last doctor for Lyme because I had gotten a chronic Lyme diagnosis. And she asked me, she's like, do you feel like you're running in fight or flight? And I'm like, no. Like I answered really quickly. I'm like, no, like I meditate, I work out, like I take care of myself. Like, no, absolutely not. Like I take baths, like whatever. And then I started seeing Brooke and after session four or five, I was like, oh shit, I have literally been running on cortisol my whole life. And I've done Dutch testing, which if you're not familiar, that tests your hormones and your cortisol. And I recently did Dutch testing because I went through another program and my cortisol and cortisone were flatlined, meaning Mm -hmm. I had gone past the point of fight or flight and I was into depletion state. and it totally validated everything that I realized when I started working with you, but I didn't need a $400 test to validate that. I had already felt it. So um, Mm. yeah, it was very interesting. And I think for me, at least like with my gut health and my health issues, if you are stressed, it is 
physically impossible to heal. It's impossible. Your body shuts down every single mechanism that's focused on repair, digestion, absorption. All it gives a shit about is survival. And you're not being chased by lions, tigers, and bears in 2024, but we have so much stress. We have the news, we have family, we have friends, we have bosses, coworkers, mortgage, bills, credit card statements, like, holy shit, the list goes on and on. And then, you know, it just keeps compounding. And if you don't know how to manage it or have the tools, you're never going to feel good in your body. And that was something that I realized this year after 10 years on my own journey. Wow. Wow. It's so interesting what you said about like, you couldn't even feel it in your body until that fourth session. The nervous system is at homeostasis, mm-hmm. at, like living off of cortisol. Mm-hmm. That's homeostasis. Cortisol feels good. Like it's addictive to run on yeah. cortisol. Yeah. It's addictive. It's addictive. It's like when you take that first sip of a really strong cold brew and you get jittery and it's like that anxious energy that you want to move through and like do stuff and check off your to-do list. Like there people have literally asked like in intake forms, like, do you run off of cortisol? Like, are you addicted to stress hormone? And yeah, I did not realize, but I was fully. Yeah. Yeah. So were you able to, cause I know like for myself and a lot of my clients will say this, it's like when you actually get into that state, you shift down into a more calm state and you're able to tap into that. Do you find yourself now able to tap into that more often, a little totally all the time, all the time. And it was really interesting because when we first started working together, I think, and this is, I think a proven theory, I don't have the right words. You probably would know, but I was really tired. It was like, my body was playing catch up And I know this to be true with other things that you do for nervous system regulation. Like it's really normal for your first response to be fatigue because your body's like, oh, this is actually what it feels like to rest. And it's kind of like retuning. But even today, like, it's actually really interesting. You bring this up. I went for acupuncture and previously maybe I'd put music in or I put it guided in, like I was laying on the table and I actually just drifted off into like a meditative state and she opened the door and it was 30 minutes. I didn't even know what time had passed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you, that's your tool and it's in you. Yeah. 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 And I can totally feel my body, which is really cool when I'm like sitting and I want to meditate. Like I can feel getting deeper into that state because I've practiced it. And I also am able to like use the tool more effectively, meaning like if you are having anxiety or you're spiraling, and you have worked on that tool in good times, you can pull them out in bad times. Like I went skiing the other week and I was on the top of the mountain and it was really windy. And it's the first time I'd skied in five years. And I straight up had a panic attack. I was like, holy shit, I can't get down this mountain. I'm going to need a toboggan. Like I was crying. My glasses were fogging (laughs) and my husband was like 20 feet in front of me. And so I had to like slide down to him. And he's like, well, you know, I could call someone, but we have to get down the mountain somehow. And I was able to like reroute and I'm like, okay, like I got to get down. So like, like, I'm just real gonna, like, quick, I'm just going to do a meditation. You're yeah, like, I'm like 10, okay. I'm going deeper and deeper, deeper and <laughs> right deeper. there on the mountain. <laughs> um, no, literally though. And I was able to pull it together. I got down the mountain. So it's just these little moments where previously, I don't know if I would have been able to do that, yeah. but 
I was recently. So that's yeah, cool. that's awesome. What you're saying earlier about vagal tone and stress, that vagal tone is basically equivalent to what I call resilience. And resilience mm-hmm. is simply your ability to reset back to rest and digest. So the more you practice it, the quicker and easier you can get back to that rest and digest state after a moment of stress or panic. And so 100%. when you're using it at the times when you're calm, that's why it's important because you're building the muscle so that the moment you're on top of the mountain and you're panicking, you know what to do. And what I like to point out too, is once you've done that once, you know that you can get there naturally and on your own. And it's like proof once you've tapped yeah. into it. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of cultivating it and it gets a little stronger, it gets a little stronger. And this is why in the beginning, you probably remember when we were working together and I give you the hypnosis recordings and I say, listen, if you don't have 20 minutes in the middle of the day to listen to this, just listen as you're falling asleep, you might fall asleep for half of it. It doesn't matter. It's training your brain to go from alert and awake to deep rest very quickly. So you're learning that mechanism just by falling asleep quickly. Yeah. And that's what I did for a lot of the time. I remember like the first three weeks, I'm like, if I'm spending the time and money to do this, like I'm going to try to do these recordings as much as I can. And I think I was listening to them like four or five times a week, but just at night and I would fall asleep after probably 10 minutes of it, but at least it was getting me into a deeper sleep, right? Like it all was beneficial. Oh, I love to hear that. So I, I seriously, Brooke, like I think everyone in the world could could use you, but I know you don't have that much time in the day, but, um, you are, you're special. Oh, thank you. Well, why don't you tell everybody how they can work with you on gut health? Yes. Um, so the other piece of the puzzle, stress and gut, I do one-on-one coaching and I also have a beat the bloat course. I have a website. It's tpwellness.org. We'll link to it below. We'll link. We'll also link the CGM and then I'm on Instagram. And your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Three pillars wellness. There's an underscore in between three and pillars and pillars and wellness. I post a lot. I actually like to just do like a bunch of education, random things, gut health, thyroid. I learn something from you every single week. You guys, it, at the very least, follow Morgan on Instagram. Get on her mailing list because she she shares the most practical information. Like for example, you have that one reel about shopping at Costco. For healthy foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, my mind was blown. I've been just avoiding Costco and like some of those bigger stores because I just assumed that they didn't have clean options and I would get really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And when I watched that reel, I was like, I gotta get a Costco membership. <laughs> oh, God, I'm like, Costco sponsor me. But um no, uh, it's as they it's should. really Shout good. <laughs> but it's it's good. Like I I like to just share info because I think the biggest thing now is it wellness feels really unattainable. It's like feels like it has to be expensive and you need the gua sha and you need this tool. And it's like, you really don't, you really don't need all these crazy things, but if you want them, that's fine. If it like romanticizes your routine, like I'm all for it, but there are really good products on the market. And I think the more that consumers know, the more we can spend our dollar and then we can start to shape the industry, which is what I'm really passionate about. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Snaps. Snaps. (laughs) Morgan, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. I think everybody listening today has already learned so much. So go find Morgan on Instagram at three pillars wellness. Thank you, Brooke. 
Learn how to calm an overactive brain and tap into your zone of genius. The Calm Edge one-on-one is a three-month personalized hypno-coaching experience that I designed to teach you how to rewire your thought patterns and reframe your emotional responses so you can fully leverage your strengths and unlock the influential leader within you. To learn more, click the link below and schedule a complimentary 30-minute consultation call and let's chat.